live brunch. We are live. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Live Brunch. Live brunch. Live brunch. Welcome Hello. to the season finale of Live Brunch. Yeah. This is the last Live Brunch in our Relational Wisdom series. That's right. I'll tell you what, Johan, before, before we get into it, we're talking about imitation today. And you know, he always asks me questions, so I'm going to ask you a question to begin with. This week, with imitation, I wonder if, you know, Prince William was voted the world's sexiest bald man. And I just wondered <laughs> if, if it's a sort of imitation for you, something to... Unintentionally, or... unintentional imitation, <laughs> if we can say. I, I, I think something must have been wrong with that, surely. The Rock, Vin Diesel. It's a country Me, better more looking people. That I'm not going to comment on. Anyway, I'm sure the millions who are watching us are keen to find out who you think <laughs> is the sexiest bald man. <laughs> Guys, we're the elephant in the room with the fact that we've lost an hour. And I don't... Have you felt it? <laughs> like, literally today. Like, I was just like, where... Probably, the, time probably the, the intro is probably an uh, example of that, that we're just running on caffeine and... Uh, anyway, yeah. we should probably start this properly. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I haven't lost much hair about it, over it but... Yeah. Uh, anyway, it is also the last week of our... Actually, small groups have actually finished. So you might be, Well, I do have some small group questions for you, but they, they'd be more application questions. It's worth considering them. It's worth maybe talking uh, them through with a friend. Hey, soon we're going to be able to see people uh, in the park, five people. Mm. And it's going to be an incredibly hot week. Like, the weather is insane for this next week. It's going to be brilliant. So if you're in, in an outdoor space with your five friends, we have some amazing questions for you. Yeah. Maybe you're thinking, how do I relate to people in the park? I don't know what to say. <laughs> I have questions for you. You could ask them these questions. And here's the first one. What has been your key takeaways from this relational wisdom series? And if they haven't watched any of the, the preachers, then you can just tell them your key takeaway mm -hmm. from the relational wisdom series. What does imitation look like in your life? And whose example challenges you and helps you to grow in Christ-like character? And the last question, what changes to your relationships do you need to make as a result of this series. And Christina, thank you for joining us. Why don't you pick up the second question? What does imitation look like in your life and whose example challenges you and helps you to grow in Christ-like character? And you can't answer Matt and me. So maybe do another person. <laughs> wow, um, I'm trying to think. I think the easiest way, I think the ones that pop off the top of my head. I mean, I've been um, surrounded by so many amazing examples of oh, people that follow Christ. Not you, Johan. Um, but um, I, did an internship last year, and I lived with um, Christine and Rob Lydiard, and oh, yeah. they are phenomenal. And I think in just that year, um, just seeing the way, let's say, um, Christine studies her Bible, how she's so committed to that, uh, the way that they love and are generous, and even being in the student work as the intern, working with someone like Phil Turner, seeing his passion for evangelism. And I think I've just been so blessed to be around people who just, emulate Christ and I can look up and say wow I've got a really really long way to go but like I'm really like glad that you're showing me that it can be done mm. you're showing me that it's possible and now I can like imitate you and emulate that and go for it so yeah brilliant, brilliant. Matt you mentioned Joel's one of the people that you you look up to mm. anybody else that you have Lots of people I, I think I mean I think an obvious one is um, like parents 
Mm. You know, I think my parents were Christians and, and so I was raised under their influence and that has done me a huge amount of good. Many times in my life I've railed against their influence um, but now as a parent myself and <laughs> on the other side of that um, but I think that is, is an obvious one but it's so life-shaping and I think brilliant um, yeah to write to raise children in, in in the ways of God they don't you know not brilliant. always going to get that right but it's so important for us and they've done a pretty good job mate. Well, okay, so looking at one of our topical questions, um, recently in the news a story broke that Thierry Henry, the famous footballer from Barcelona, um, has, from Barcelona. <laughs> who but played anyway. for Barcelona, <laughs> has shut down his social media accounts in order to get the powers that, be, that regulate these platforms to do a better job. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess he's talking about bullying and racism on social media platforms. Mm. Um, he's a man of influence that many will imitate Thierry Henry. But the boiling down to the question, is imitation of anyone but Jesus always a bad thing? Yeah, I mean, as, as, far, as, as far as I know, Jeremy is not a Christian. And I guess in, in my message, the examples that I gave were for sort of um, Christian I I examples. Um, but that doesn't mean we can't see good things that, 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 God, um, that God is like in, in, in people who are not Christians. And so I think in, in that instance, um, Jaron Reed taking a stand against injustice in a very, um, sort of, I guess, deliberate uh, way, you know, the, the Bible is full of, of God's uh, anger against injustice. And so in, to, to follow Thierry Henry's example would be to follow uh, what God is like in, in, that, in that way. And so definitely, I don't think um, Christians have not got it all sorted in the way that we live our lives. And um, there's many things. And you might say, well, why is that? I think, you know, the way God, there's, there's God's common grace. We talk about common grace, that actually God's wisdom is in all of the Bible. And you don't just find it in the church. Mm -hmm. There's examples of it outside the church as well. Brilliant. Anything to add to that, Christina? Yeah, I think that just made me think of like um, just being in the workplace and your managers and bosses and colleagues yeah. who have really great work ethic. Um, people were studying, even at lectures and stuff, just academics that you may look up to as a student. I think, yeah, there's definitely ways that you can emulate and imitate mm. um, just mm. how well they do in their fields. Really, really good. I think there's um, the, my next question. Uh, the, the level of imitation that maybe Paul and, and Jesus asked for is, is quite, it's quite significant. Mm -hmm. It's not just, hey, I've done some things that may influence you in life, or here are some good things to say, why don't you put these practices, uh, apply these practices in your life and you will be a better human being. It seems there's something more deeper in, in, imitation, in imitating Jesus. Yeah. Um, I get, my question is, could you follow great teachers like Gandhi or the Dalai Lama um, and Jesus or, or Jesus? You know, how does that work? Well, I, I think um, I would I would say, as I said in the previous example, there there is there is wisdom there. But I think um, you know the, the the Bible, Jesus is the embodiment of wisdom. Jesus is the Word of God, the truth of God. So if we want to see the world correctly, we need to see it through the lens of Christ. Mm -hmm. And and so there are, might be some examples of things that people have done that are you know we admire and so there's people in history that we might admire or look up to and think they great but when we're talking about like the things that influence our worldview the way of seeing the world which is I think one part of what Paul is speaking to the Corinthians it's not just the prag pragmatic steps to take it's a way of seeing the world 
And a Christian needs to make sure as much as they can that the way they see the world, the priorities of life, what truth is, what right is, what wrong is, that that is seen through the lens of Christ. Christ shows us that. And, and so that is the predominant, predominant thing. Yeah, and I think instead of kind of seeing it like Jesus is sat next to me and I'm watching how he's doing and imitating him, he's actually in me. Mm -hmm. I think that's the difference and why it's a step further. It's not... You know, he's alive mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> and he's inside of me and he lives through me. It's Christ who lives through me. And so I feel like that's why it's like a deeper level of actually I'm one with him. Mm. Um, in his death and resurrection, I was raised to life in him. And so I know that because the Bible said, you know, I was um, chosen to... Um, what is that the scripture that says um, to be conformed to the image of Jesus? Yeah, so yeah. I'm just working out my salvation, working out what's already yeah, yeah. been said. So I don't know, like, it, that's why it takes it further mm. than just like, oh, I'm just going to imitate this really good. It's like, no, he's in me and mm. living through me. That's brilliant. I remember reading a book by Tom Wright. Um, I think it was when God became king or, some, or something like that. Uh, and he talks about when you look at the life of Christ, um, often we we think, oh, okay, so do I need to follow exactly the things that Jesus did? But it's kind of like watching Usain Bolt sprint. I'm, I love watching uh, the track uh, Olympics. And when you watch Usain Bolt sprint and run his 100 meters, you're filled with awe. But there's nothing in you that's thinking, oh, I can imitate that. Mm -hmm. You know, you think you're just admiring this <laughs> magnificent display of, mm. of speed uh, by a human being. Um, so my question is, when we see Jesus, we, we look at extraordinary things, like he walked on water, he calmed yeah. storms, he did phenomenal things which yeah. we wouldn't even attempt. Uh, at least I wouldn't, maybe you would. <laughs> um, what does imitating Christ actually look like? Mm. Yeah, I think, just uh, yeah, to, to answer by following off from what Christina said there uh, about the fact that um, Christ is in us by his by his spirit, I think, because we, when we think of the example of Christ, we perhaps might just feel a bit hopeless and feel like, well, what does it actually look like? I can never get there. I can never do the things. But at the same time, Christ, Christ is in us by his spirit, and that gives us hope. It's not hope that we will, if we try really hard, we'll get there. It's it's hope that as we um, listen to the Spirit as we have our minds shaped by God's Word uh, that, that we will be led in a direction that becomes more and more Christ-like. Now, I think in one sense, I can't answer that question for whoever's asked that. I can't say to you what, <laughs> what it looks like in your situation with your circumstances for you to look more like Christ because um, I, I, don't, I don't know you. you know? For each one of us, we have to answer the question, what, what does Christ-likeness look like for me? We each have our opportunities, we each have our own challenges, we each have our own weaknesses, um, but it's that posture, I suppose, of self-reflection uh, in a good way, of, in a helpful way, um, of saying, okay, where, where, where is the Spirit convicting me of my sin? Where do I need to change? Um, what am I weak in, in terms of my relationship with God? And so that's why we talked in the message about prayer and, and um, you know, the working with the Holy Spirit and those, those relational things in terms of relationship with God um, and following that lead. So I think we need, to, we need to work this out. And if you're not sure, ask someone. <laughs> what ways, that's a humbling question. Ask a good friend. Yeah. What ways do you think I can grow and learn to be more like Jesus? Yeah. I'm sure they'll tell you <laughs> if um, they're loving. <laughs> I was just thinking of how Jesus came 
as a man and lived among us. And so he's actually embodied the experience. Mm -hmm. So, for example, the, th the thing that came to me was when there was a storm and they were all in the boat and everyone was freaking out, we're going to die, da, da, da. Jesus was calm, you know? How did he respond to situations? How did he approach people? Mm. How, Brilliant. how did he bring hope and love to mm. people? So when I'm now faced with a situation where, you know, people are stoning someone yet because she's been caught in adultery, this is the scripture in the Bible, you know, am I gonna throw a stone? No, Jesus didn't do that. Mm -hmm. He extended mercy, he extended grace. And so because Jesus came and lived among us, it's actually, pretty, not mm -hmm. easy, but like it, it's easier for us to see how we can be more like Christ because he's in our world. Like Brilliant. he's touched and felt things that we feel and touch now. Yeah, Great. Oh, superb. I, I love reading the gospels and just reading what Jesus is lovely, isn't it? Um, okay, here's another question that's coming. How do you imitate well without falling into comparison? Let me start with you, Christina. I think, as Matt was saying earlier, when he was like, I can't really answer for each person because things are different. God has made us unique. And so think of Jesus, he's God. So he emulates so many, he's, I don't know, the full experience of humanity. So I'm not gonna ex like express everything of Jesus to his utmost. Mm -hmm. And we have been gifted with people who are particularly, you know, like, oh, you can see that person, there's a special grace on them. Mm. Um, and there's a special grace on me for something else. Mm -hmm. And so I can't compare mm -hmm. how Jesus expresses his, himself through them and me. And I think it's just knowing our identity, knowing that we are secure in Christ, knowing that the way that I am, um, even though, I don't know, like I want to emulate and, and imitate you, but I can't be you, I am mm. me in Christ. Mm. I don't know if that makes... Yeah. yeah, that's good. I think, I think what I would say is um, the more we become like Christ, the more we actually become like ourselves as well. And that's one of the sort of um, crazy sort of gospel um, paradoxes. But becoming like Christ is not at the expense of becoming ourselves. And obviously in my message earlier, I was emphasizing becoming like Christ and, and sort of doing the caveat of be, becoming yourself. But actually those two things come together because God has made us. God has made us with the personality, the character, um, the, even the sort of interest and the way we think about the world mm. uh, and all that stuff, like he has done, he's done that intentionally. God is a good loving father who designed us. Mm. He does not want us to be less than he's made us to be. But when we follow Christ, it's the character thing, um, that the, the, the morals, the heart things, that when they change, those other things, the, the way we speak, the way we uh, become energized, and there's the power of the spirit, you know? So if, if even things that, that might seem a bit um, like, is this a really good thing? Like maybe you're quite outspoken or kind of blunt or you just see things quite black and white and that's all. And you might think, oh, do I need to tone that back? Well, no, that's an aspect of your character. They just need to be redeemed by mm. Christ because that can be extremely powerful when you're speaking the truth of Christ and you speak the truth, but your heart is one of love towards people. Yeah. That is incredibly powerful. So it's not becoming like dampening down you in order to get more of Christ. And sometimes we even, I think there's that, that verse where we talk, I must become less and he become more. That's, it's, you've taken that out of context there. Actually, we become more ourselves when we become more like Christ. Mm. And as we focus on being more like Christ, we will actually become more like mm. ourselves. 
brilliant. I guess one of the things with with imitation and comparison is you. So like, let's say you look at Joel and you see his preaching. Say, I need to be a better preacher like Joel. And then you come across Simon Brading and his ability to lead worship. I need to be a better worship. I want to be a worship leader like Simon. Uh, and then you come across various people and you, you look at what they what they stand out in or the, the the area in which they have huge gifting. Like Stephen Dawson's leadership gifting. You're like, I want to be a leader like him. But you're only looking at like all the high points. You're not looking at what's going on underneath that. Yeah. Well, what will you be like the perfect human being? No, uh, that is Jesus. And, and I guess there's something about knowing that, knowing Stephen and Simon and Joel, that they also have their their shortcomings. Maybe yeah, very yeah. few, but they, there are there, there could be some. You look really surprised. No, sorry, I was just, I'm thinking about how I'm going to answer. Go on. Um, and, and I and I guess where this is going is. Um, where is this going? <laughs> is uh, I caught Stephen's eye. That's really. Um, Do you want me to answer? I've got an answer. It is. It is. A. We see all the high points. We don't see the yeah, low yeah. points. We don't see yeah. the, the difficulty. We don't see the journey. We don't see the, the things yeah. that are going on behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we also we we can't have we can't be excellent in in every in everything. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's also the side where they will let you down, but Jesus won't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so comparison does fall short because you know you will be let down which is what, which then goes into the question how do you imitate someone without idolizing them mm-hmm. especially famous christians yeah i think um what i would say is when we when we admire someone when we look up to someone i think it's really important to ask the question okay what motivates them mm-hmm. like they are like that because they've got these desires as things that motivate them to push them in that direction and there's a certain outcome that we might see but if we're really thinking that's great it comes from a motivation and that I guess that's that's the um, uh, you know I use the example of my message about uh, Joel's praying it's not so much the, the way pray. I can see there's a motivation to it's like a prayer as like a first response to any situation and a prayer as a response to challenge and that it's that kind of instinct that I think can be learned and, and I'm sure Joe, if Joel was here he'd say like that's not he's learned that from others probably his dad probably most significantly as, of all but it's those kind of motivating things and I think even sort of historical you know when you read a biography or that sort of thing and you come away wow they created you know they did amazing things for God or, or achieved amazing things well they, they did that because God got a hold of their desire and will and they had a desire. So, and if you emulate that desire, yeah. maybe the way that God will lead you, will be, the result will be completely different. Yeah. You know, it might be, it's a, just a completely different track, but it actually comes from the same place. Um, so I think imitating the, the deeper stuff is so yeah. much more important than... Brilliant. The really good, mate. Really good. I also think it's really important to know that imitation is not the goal in itself. So the reason why I'm imitating you is so that I can enjoy a deeper relationship with Jesus. Wow. So the imitation isn't like, oh yeah, now I've imitated them, that's the best thing. No, it's, that's the vehicle mm-hmm. of deepening mm-hmm. a relationship with mm-hmm. Jesus. Mm-hmm. So I think in that sense, it becomes less about that person and more about Jesus. Mm. And, and at, at the heart of, of, of Joel and these guys is, is just a deep love for Jesus and an absolute admiration for him, it's, it's worship, isn't it? We, mm-hmm. we see Jesus in the Bible, we see Jesus well, right to the Bible, and we see who he is and what he's done. And, mm-hmm. and there's just a deep, there's a deep love for him in our hearts. And I guess that's the thing which motivates us to, to want to be more Christ-like. It's less about how can we, what can we, or at least for me, how, what can I gain 
by being more Christ-like, or what yeah. can I, how will my life look better, or how will I be more successful if, uh, if, I, imitate, if I imitate Christ. I think there's, no, Jesus, we love you, mm. and we, we, we want to be around you. And that's the best way of imitating mm. people, is you, by being around them mm. and, and proximity, and, and that's why we want to be around Jesus, because yeah. he transforms our lives. So thanks for joining us for this episode of Live Brunch. Uh, Matt led us in a prayer of response, or, or said, if, you've, if you, this is the first time uh, you're even considering imitating Jesus. Get to know Jesus. He will change your life. Thank you so much for joining us. We look forward to celebrating the death and resurrection of Jesus next Sunday at Easter yeah. Sunday. We won't be having live brunch. Sorry. Um, <laughs> but we will, be back, we will be back the week after. We'll see you at Easter.